Thanks for downloading a 3CR podcast. 3CR is an independent community radio station based in Melbourne, Australia. We need your financial support to keep going. Go to www.3cr.org.au for more information and to donate online. Now stay tuned for your 3CR podcast. There is a place where time stands still. Where nature is harsh and demanding. Where only the quick and the strong and the deadly can survive. This place is no place for civilized man. I Good morning, this is Annie McLaughlin for Showreel, 3CR's program that looks at uh, film and TV and in fact all visual mediums, people who are involved in it and uh, people who are technically involved as well as it artistically involved. Today we're talking to Chabri Ibram, who has been busy making a four-part series for Community TV, Channel 31. It's going to be shown on June the 1st at 7 o'clock and it's called Ancestral Body. It's all about food and uh, the way you can eat well and live longer. Shabby, tell me about your uh, wonderful adventure at Channel 31. Yeah, well, it was about a year ago that I decided to approach Channel 31 to try to get a health and uh, nutrition show up and running. I had no idea what I was getting into, by the way. I have no experience in media or in creating TV or anything what, like what that. What about in, uh, have you got uh, experience in health and nutrition? Yes. So ah, well, there you go. I'm a certified health coach and a personal trainer as well. Yep. Uh, so that's where the inspiration started. But having said that, this new motivation and energy around just creating stories and creating TV uh, led uh, to other projects as well, including wanting to be a programmer here at uh, 3CR. So you, what did you do? Did you pitch them an idea? I did. I, I met with one of their production managers uh, and she sat with me. Her name's Caitlin Jolly and discussed the concept that I had, which was a really uh, simple concept around getting people back to uh, eating real whole uh, nutritious food. In fact, you call it Ancestral Body, don't you? That's right. The show is called The Ancestral Body. So it was uh, essentially yeah, trying to encourage everyday Australians to get back to basics when it comes to their food, non-refined, uh, non-processed kind of foods, things that our ancestors would have eaten a lot more of uh, and maintained healthy and happy minds and bodies. So I approached Channel 31 and submitted my proposal and they... Uh, How long was your proposal? It was just a two-pager, really. Okay, uh, go just, on. Just the basic concepts, uh, what I planned to do, who I was planning to interview, how many episodes I was uh, hoping to submit, uh, and that was about all. So it, how close to what's going to happen uh, is it to your two original pages? I'd say 
possible I don't I haven't even seen it for so long but possibly about 50% accurate of what it ended up being or maybe even less uh, and they are not concerned about that. They really do want to give people the opportunity to create uh, TV that is in the best interest of the community. And as long as you're not packing it with advertising and advertorials and that kind of nonsense material, they're quite happy for you to be flexible with your idea and your concept as the show progresses. So let's go back to your first meeting with your production manager. Yeah, I went in there. It was probably around April of 2014, and I pitched the idea. It was, I think it was going to be about 18-episode series. Uh, very quickly, I realized Which that- is pretty grandiose, I'll have to say. <laughs> you realize, of course, that the standard amount of episodes for even uh, really well-known uh, uh, shows is six. Yes, the well, most. these are all the things that I learned eventually, and uh, so she- uh, you know, sort of uh, talked me off the ledge there and, and, and convinced me to start with 12. Then we renegotiated a start of six. But now, I mean, it's a four-part se- uh, four series. That's so fine, yeah. recognizing how much effort and work in scripting and post-production and filming and uh, logistics of setting up interviews and doing all that outside of your regular work, I realized that was a much more sensible option and we could always bite off a little more later yeah. on. Oh, of course, of course. Yeah. I mean, I'm sure it's going to be a grand success because it, <laughs> it hasn't been screened yet, has it? No, no. So it comes out, uh, premieres uh, June 1st. That's Monday night at uh, 7 p.m. on Channel 31. So we're, we're really stoked. And we're, you know, I'm going to have a few people around for a glass of wine and maybe a bit of cheese to... <laughs> so to, it's, it's very exciting, it, I'm I'm really uh, excited about it. And also, of course, it was a very small team. So uh, having... Tell us about the team. Yeah, well, uh, I worked with uh, a gentleman named Jay Kim. He worked for the KBS, which is a Korean broadcasting system, for many, many years. But part of his... In Korea. In Korea. And and he's a wonderful uh, technician, a camera operator and editor. But part of his issue coming to Australia was with the language barrier, he found it extremely difficult to get work. So he just found my listing on the Channel 31 notice board and... Came over and, you know, with a little bit of difficulty, we got through the interview. But just looking at his craft and looking at his work, it was well worth just getting through any communication barrier because of how wonderful his work is. So he's also hoping that uh, this makes up part of his portfolio and that he can then go on and uh, hopefully get some local uh, work in the industry as a camera operator and editor. So it's all very personal. It's all very close. It's a close team. And also we've got uh, Catherine Clark, um, an Indigenous Australian woman who has been wonderful in helping me write script because I've never written script for TV before. And how did you get in contact with her? She again found me on the uh, Channel 31 notice board and Facebook page and just gave me a call. So look, those are two volunteers who have worked out extremely well. And unfortunately, there've been others along the way who, who, you know, their heart probably wasn't in the material or they didn't quite have a passion for the particular project. Or in all honesty, perhaps we're looking for a bit of a resume builder. Uh, But that's okay. That's the nature of uh, having a volunteer project uh, that some people are going to go the journey with you and others not so much. So if get, I'm getting it right. You have to collect up your team. You have to. So this was what I was surprised at. I thought that I just pitched this show idea to Channel 31 and they say, great, Shabby, here's a whack load or a little load of money. Uh, go and make this show or here's a, a small volunteer crew that will offer you uh, to make your show because we believe in it. Well, no. 
all they say is, great, great concept. We really want to see what it looks like when it's done. Come and see us then. And then we'll give you a place to uh, show it. That's right. So you really just have in-kind acknowledgement that they will put it on, uh, on one, once it's done. So, you know, you have no guarantee, but that's okay too. Do, do you get any uh, connect, uh, Do you get any uh, uh, time to do editing? Or do you, or is that another thing altogether? Tell me about that. Well, bit. so we have our own editor. So the same gentleman who does the camera operating, Jay Kim, he does the editing, uh, as well as myself. So we get. Uh, so you sit there beside him. I sit there beside him, and you know I throw in my two bob, and uh, if he goes too far off the post production script, and we're not. Uh, happy. That, yeah, not happy or it's not the direction we want to go in. I sort of rein him back in and vice versa. If I get a bit carried away or excited about shots that I wish we had in the can but actually don't exist. You don't. Yeah. <laughs> or audio that doesn't exist. And, you know, those are all things that I learned along the way So what you've done well. is when you do it, talking about the script, of course, yeah. you're talking about visuals, you're talking about yeah. uh, talk. You There must be about three different parallels. There, there really are. And, and again, every single step of the way was a learning process for me because we ended up with about 20 hours of footage or 30 hours of footage for these four episodes and then at the end of it half an hour yes half an hour episodes and i just said to jay kim great now you've got your footage you know off you go and make us a great four-part series and he just looked at me and cracked up laughing for about five minutes he goes no shabby now we work on the post-production scripting and i thought oh goodness that sounds that sounds like a challenge, and that's why I invited, uh, you know, beginning scriptwriters to come in. And Catherine has just been amazing uh, because she's starting out writing script. I'm starting out writing script, and it helped our editor down the track make really, uh, you know, it probably cut his work by thirtyfold just yeah, because he had a, a, an accurate or somewhat accurate script of what he was supposed to cut. Yeah, yeah. What what the ideas were behind the elements within your your each episode, right? I think, yeah, exactly right. And I think what really uh, became quite obvious was you could cut this 30 hours of footage any in, way you like. You could tell 20 different stories with that same footage. So I was blown away by that as well. And then it, ra- it raised the question of integrity and what your interview guest actually was trying, was trying to, to, say. to say. Yeah. That's exactly right. So in, in terms of that post-production script, mm-hmm. you have segmented your half-hour show. That's right, into four segments, which, which follow a few different themes throughout the four episodes, one of them being breakfast, lunch, dinner, and... Uh, <laughs> oh, oh and, you're so sweet. <laughs> yeah, and, and, and actually, speaking of sweet, we have snacks and desserts in the last episode. With, and, and each episode is broken down into two main segments. And the latter half is uh, cooking demonstrations, just really simple, everyday uh, cooks and chefs showing mm. us... Uh, practical ways to make this food. And in the first half, a lot of uh, advice from health experts, doctors, uh, naturopaths, uh, osteos, etc., about how uh, we might choose to change our lifestyle or diet. And then, of course, the cooking demonstrations follow after that. So the cooking demonstration, does that relate in any way to the actual conversation? Yes, most certainly. So it's uh, always... So if it's about bones, it might... Yeah, so it's a little broader than that. But mm. so just say one of the suggestions is, you know, uh, you, you might think it's very obvious, but encouraging people to uh, up their fibre intake from oh, okay. yep. from vegetables, from, from ethically farmed, well-raised produce. Then, of course, the cooking demonstration in that segment uses a lot of that 
product. Yeah, well, that makes sense. Yeah. And where did you get your chefs from, your cooks? Well, some of them are just friends of mine who are uh, kind of foodie bloggers. So being a health coach for some time... I sort of mixed in that world. I really love cooking myself, so I do a couple of the demonstrations. Uh, We popped in on a few cafes and just asked uh, some of the chefs that we know uh, doing great things with food. So it was really just operating within our network and then just breaking a bit outside of that comfort zone as well to try to get others. So you're very generous, aren't you? Oh, goodness. Um, That's not for me to say, but... uh... (laughs) Well, they're generous to give their time, but you're generous in... Uh, making people aware of them and their talents. Yeah, I think so. And and that became very obvious in this industry is a lot of people in the community sector, what I'm finding here at the station as well as with the TV uh, C31, is that everybody's in it for very similar reasons and willing to lend a hand. And uh, even when I was trying to raise money initially during the possible campaign, everybody was really keen to share it or to throw their sort of 50 or 100 bucks or even five bucks, whatever they could afford. And that just made the world a difference with a small budget rather than a zero budget. Well, I'll I'll get back to the possible campaign before uh, I want, before we get onto that, I want to get back to visualizing being in a kitchen Mm. and uh, how you basically were able to script an interesting uh, demonstration because that that is actually quite a, a piece of theatre. Yeah, well, this is where it, uh, I think I do a, quite a few things differently. Uh, first of all, I would have a pre-script for those cooking demonstrations. Most of them, we just went in and started cooking. Yeah, right. And you need what, cutaways you and need, stuff like that. That's right. But later on in the editing part and the script writing part, we realise, holy smoke, oh my you know, God, we've yeah. got an hour of footage here or an hour and a half of footage here of somebody cooking and we need to make this four minutes and hope that we've got all the required instructions and steps and elements to create a concise, you know, four and a half minutes. So, you know, that's just another learning experience that if I if did I do it, it again, and did I hope you, I do it did again. Did you manage to do it? Yeah, of course you'll do it again. Yeah, well, well, I we did manage to do it, but you, not not without some uh, you know some difficult editing and script writing. But but having said that, I'm glad we uh, made a few mistakes along the way as well. Well, that's the thing you uh, learn, don't you? Yeah, because I I was imagining it from a practical point of view. And I actually started to break it down, and I was thinking it's a, it is it's a piece of theatre watching someone make and then describe it to someone else in a in a concise way. That's right, that's right. And so what we had to do is invite third parties into the editing room and just say, "Hey, we think this is uh, you know Does coherent, this make sense? Does it, and it makes sense, and we think somebody could actually make this dish if they watch this. What do you reckon?" <laughs> and often they said, "No." You need, you know, maybe include this is, yeah, links. Yeah. <laughs> That's right. Or, you know, what on earth did she do with the broccoli? Uh, you know, it was whole and then it was chopped up and thrown into the thing. But what did she do with it? Yeah, I'm like, yeah. Oh, right. Check this out, man. <laughs> this, way. this is Izzy Brown from Combat Wombat. 3CR's annual Radiothon is almost here. At 3CR, we're calling to you to activate the airwaves by donating your money from the 1st of June till the 14th to 3CR's annual Radiothon. So keep 3CR active on the airwaves for another year. Any amount you can afford makes a big difference, so donate. Go online to 3cr.org.au or call us on 94198377. Let's do it together and support 3CR, truly independent community radio. Yeah! Yes, 
It is. It's Radiothon time again, and uh, Showreel would really appreciate your support, ringing us up or going online and donating a little bit of money to keep us going for another year. Radiothon runs from June the 1st to the 14th, and the general programs are uh, in the second week, so we'll be doing our Radiothon Thursday of the second week of uh, 1 to the 14th. But you don't have to wait till then. You can always go online and uh, make a donation, picking your favourite program to donate it to, or just generally, so that the station can continue. Now, this morning on Showreel, we're having a yarn with Shabri Ibram, who has been making a four-part series for Channel 31. So let's continue. I guess you're pitching your story to people who hadn't actually even thought about their need to have fibre in their diet. That's right. Or, it's, or even to people who are quite curious uh, about, you know, why do you need to up your fibre intake or why is it important I to mean, eat? I mean, we say it all the yeah. time, but what does it mean? Yeah, and that's when we ask our doctors and pathologists and the rest of it uh, about those exact questions and they can, you know, fill those answers and they do it very well. Yeah. Okay, so, uh, so that's very clever of you to get outside um, opinions. Thanks. That's a good tip. A <laughs> good tip. Where did you do the editing? Was it on your own system or? Yeah. So again, thank, what did you use? Thank goodness for our editor. I, I believe he used an Adobe Suite, uh, and I think it's called Premiere. Yeah, and that sounds right. He, yeah, and he just has his home set up, his his office uh, in a in a pretty small room, but with multiple screens, and we just you know we spend hours in there. Just uh, it can get quite finicky, and I've found that. If you work with a good editor, they're quite uh, perfectionists in their field and they're very meticulous. Yeah, yeah, they are. And, it, and yeah. it's all about, uh, it's almost like a piece of symphony. That's right. That's yeah. right. And I think uh, they know the importance of, like, I had no idea how important editing was, uh, but it can really make or break your, your oh, yeah. show. When, when, I mean, if you look at any movie, uh, there are so many elements that can make or break a film. Uh, the director, the writer, mm. but the editor is absolutely key. But also, I was just going to ask you something else that's key. Did you have sets? Oh well, we, it was all on location. So if you oh, want to call my <laughs> if you want to call my kitchen a set, go for it. Uh, and you know, where, where did you speak to your uh, your guests? So in, the guests we were really lucky with weather on the weekends. I'm not sure how it worked out, but we were really quite blessed with well, normally, some... Normally people who in this industry actually look up the Bureau of Meteorology. We did but... that a lot, yeah. <laughs> we did that a lot. But also when it did start raining, it, we didn't panic. We just asked the nearest cafe if we could come in and do the rest oh, of the interview or we'd go back to, uh, you know, if it was a doctor, we did the interview in their office. Uh, if... Somebody had great. 50 roommates. They ended up just coming to my place and we filmed it there. So we just did whatever we could yeah. uh, to just make it work. And, you know, there are obvious moments where we're speaking to the same person. You know, But you're it, in another place. We're in a different place. He's wearing the same clothes. Oh. So <laughs> Oh, that's fantastic. I, I, I'll watch it just for that. Yeah, yeah. So, but, and, and we're quite comfortable <laughs> with, with those kind of flaws in it and actually believe it. Gives it a bit of character as well. I think so too. Yeah. Um, but then the next thing, of course, is sound. Did uh, how did you handle the sound? And did you have any music? Yes, yes. So uh, two things. We found a, uh, for music, we found a really wonderful uh, resource online. That as long as you credit this particular artist, he is more than happy for you to use 
his his music. And oh, how lovely! Given the budget of our uh, show, which is absolutely on a shoestring, this was perfect, and it's really great music. Yeah, so great. he gets, of course, credits in all of uh, all of our episodes, and we use his music right throughout. What's his name? Oh, that Kevin McLeod. Cool. So I encourage people to look that up. You know, say good day from me <laughs> because he's really – not only did he save us a lot of money, his copyright is, uh, again, as long as you give him a credit in your show, he's happy for you to use it, uh, and also an extensive archive of music. When it came to sound – Again, our editor and camera operator was also the lighting and sound guy. This is wow, this what is how a much, versatile man. An incredible guy. And sometimes he was operating three cameras plus the audio. And, oh, so he did the cutaways as well at the yeah, same time. That's right. And we just always hung around at each location for an extra half an hour, that's one right. hour, or whatever it took for him to get the shots he thought he needed without an initial script. Oh, fantastic. Yeah, so he was just brilliant. But having said what that, there are a few moments where the sound gets a bit glitchy. And we recognize it and we, you know, we scratched our head about it. And do we need to retake this particular interview or was there too much ambient sound at that particular location? And, you know, we did have to do that a couple of times. But overall, we just said, you know what, we've done the best with the sound that we can, uh, given the size of our team and the equipment at our disposal. And we just have gone with it. Mm. And next time it will be different. Next time it will be different. But having said that, it's still at a very... Good uh, yeah. quality that we're happy with. Yeah. It's just not perfect. Yeah. Sounds hard. And yeah. it is something that's really important because mm. uh, it, it, uh, people's response to something is affected. Uh, we really hear it. Humans really react to it emotionally. Now, tell us about the possible campaign. How much did it cost you to make this? Yeah, well. With all your gr- wonderful team that contributed so it, much. Well, I, I uh, thought that if we could raise $5,000 in a possible campaign, we were doing Really well. well. Actually, yeah. there were a number of times throughout the campaign I just thought there's, there's no not way. Happen. It's just not going to happen. We're not going to get there. Yeah, what a- everybody out there, possible, you have to actually name your amount. Yep. And if you don't get all the amount, you don't get your money. It was a really great driving force to push the campaign quite hard. Of course, while still maintaining your friendships and relationships. <laughs> But overall, uh, we, we we exceeded it in the end. So oh, we, we ended up raising uh, around uh, $6,500. Oh, and then we had a wonderful anonymous uh, donation. donation of a couple of thousand dollars as well. Wow. So, you know, and it's. So just, you've got good friends, Shabby. Well, I hope so, yeah. <laughs> I do. I'm very lucky to have the support that I have. Uh, and. Also, a lot of strangers donated because they really believed in the concept. They believe that we're getting too far away from natural foods. They believe that modern-day convenience is taking over and that industry is taking over our dinner plate, which it shouldn't be. So, and that's the way I pitched it. I went for that, uh, I went for that injustice, really, around food these days. So we want to take it back. We want to take back real food. Yeah, I can understand that, and it is a great pitch. Uh, what did you have to offer? What did you do? I mean, you pitched it with uh, that kind of idea. Yep. Did you have to do any video or anything? What? Yeah, I did a really, uh, really quick video, again, with some uh, just sample footage and music from that same bloke, Kevin McLeod, uh, and it was just a 90-second video with different overlays. Uh, I wrote a script for that. I read it off a teleprompter. I filmed it with my uh, my camera in my spare room, and I just uploaded it and crossed my fingers. And it was and just... you spoke spoke to your friends. And... I spoke to my friends, and I was quite lucky to have um, generated quite a social media interest around my health coaching uh, 
that people were quite interested in what I was doing already. And I'd had other small projects that uh, people were interested in. You know, I wrote a kid's book and I just had some other stuff going on. And a lot of those people supported this project as well. So I was, I was stoked about that. And I offered incentives as well. So, you know, if you gave a hundred bucks, for example, you have a credit, a thank you credit in every oh, one of right, the four yeah. episodes. So you can see your name rolling up and down the screen. It's nice. Really nice. And my idea was I had to push really hard in the first week in my immediate circle and then the next circle and the next circle. And then again, in that final week of the campaign. And that's when I, the two peaks really did happen. Yep. Fantastic. That's great. Um, So uh, you shot it, you edited it, you got it all in order, and then they must have decided when it was going to be on. That's right. And we were Did you have a target time? Uh, Yeah, well, we were hoping for prime time on any weekday, and we got it. So it's 7 p.m. on a Monday. Yeah, no, Uh, that's fine. That's great. But what I mean is uh, you started shooting it at what point? Oh, we started shooting. The first uh, shoot was in August 2014. That's right. And uh, did you tell them when you were going to be almost finished and then they told you a good time or what? That's right. So it was a bit of uh, back and forth. So we would keep them updated and they would call us, uh, you know, periodically. And we'd just give each other updates on how the program was going. And just a huge shout out to Caitlin Jolly at Channel 31 who held my hand whenever, even if I asked the same question five times, she you know, answered it with a smile. Great. Yeah. That's fantastic. I'm, I'm so impressed. You've oh, done thanks. a great job. Yeah, <laughs> Thank yeah. you so much. From from uh, nothing to something. From nothing to something. Look, and I'd be lying if I said there weren't moments where I just wanted to chuck it all in and give everyone their money back and, you know, sorry, guys, I made a mistake. This was a disaster. I shouldn't have done this. But uh, it does build a certain resilience to work through the issues, you know, to retake footage of lost SD cards and uh, to, you know, go back to a location when the microphone wasn't turned on and all sorts of things that hap- can so happen. Horrible. Yeah. <laughs> Oh, it's um, such a perfect shot, except we haven't got the camera rolling. Exactly. Everything you said was amazing. Now, can you say it again, again. with the same it's emotion? Feeling. Yeah. <laughs> so, but I'm, I'm, you know, over the moon that we got through it. And, and as I said, uh, initially, I was excited about the health and nutrition aspect of the show, which I still am. But now I've just sort of fallen in love with this whole process of making TV and telling stories. Well, that's it for Showreel this morning. I hope you've enjoyed our chat with uh, Shabri, who has been working on a four-part series called Ancestral Body for Channel 31. It's showing on June the 1st at 7 o'clock. It sounds like a wonderful, potentially a Channel 31 hit show. Uh, And it really tells you something about uh, courageous spirit and uh, just getting out there and doing what you love best. And he's obviously a great convert to the visual medium. Now, uh, June the 1st, coincidentally, is the beginning of 3CR's Radiothon. The general programs are going to be asking you for uh, donations to keep us on air The in the second half of the 1st to the 14th June period. So, you know, think about it. Coming up next is uh, Published or Not. Are you ready to get smart? You've been listening to a 3CR podcast produced in the studios of independent community radio station 3CR in Melbourne, Australia. For more information, go to allthews.3cr.org.au.